Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 934, air date April 17th, 2021. Good morning, everyone. It's Dr. Shiva Ayodure. It's been a little while. I've been extremely busy on a number of projects, but uh, we're going to get back on our schedule on immune health and videos. So it's 11 a.m. We'll wait for people to join. Good evening, everyone. We have people from Instagram. And we're going to have a discussion today on a very interesting um, uh, metal, mineral, uh, but it, in a form when it's in a colloid, and we'll talk about that, colloidal silver. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. So those of you are uh, coming in, we're going to be talking about colloidal silver for today. That's what we're going to be talking about. And we'll wait for people to join. Good evening, everyone, or good morning, everyone. Sorry about that. Some people, it's evening. Um, Great. Okay. So as people are coming in, what I want to uh, invite everyone uh, to also um, let everyone know that one of the important things we do on BA Shiva, as people know, is we encourage people to take a systems approach. Not only encourage, it's, it's, it's more than just encouragement, but it's to recognize that uh, when you look at the world, whether you look at your body as a system, thanks, Michelle. We look at the body as a system or whether you look at politics as a system or anything in the world as a system, that there is a fundamental way to understand the science of pretty much everything in the universe. And that is called system science. And I want to encourage everyone here to go to vashiva.com slash join and look at um, the infrastructure that we're providing every, essentially you so you can start becoming uh, an agent of change in your local communities, which first begins with understanding the physics, the systems of how all systems work. And basically it's, it's, and I'll talk about this, we'll come back to this. The second is we're building a worldwide community of people independent of big tech. It's in some ways in the underground where people can essentially learn, they can raise their consciousness politically, health-wise, and they can connect with people. And then the, the third part of it is they can get active in their local community. So that's the VA Shiva Truth, Freedom and Health movement. And I'll come back to that. But the foundation of that is really a systems approach. So when we look at something like colloidal silver, we want to take a systems approach to looking at it. The scientific approach of reductionism, where you just look at one little piece of something, is a way that in many ways you can uh, fool yourself or those in power can take advantage of you in anything, be it science, be it understanding politics, be it under, having an argument. Uh, when you take an interconnected systems approach, you get a much better view closer to truth. So uh, as people are coming in, let me just, uh, uh, I have a new video that I put together that really encourages people uh, to, you know, sort of share my personal journey uh, to systems. And you can look at it how your own life has uh, gone. So let me just share this with everyone. Welcome to VA Shiva. VA Shiva is a product of my journey across East and West, science and tradition, ancient and modern, that brings you the science of systems so you can become a force for truth, freedom, health. VA Shiva is a platform of revolutionary education, community building, and weaponry for unleashing local activism. My journey to VA Shiva begins in the chaos of Bombay, where I experienced diverse religions, languages, castes, and in a small village that had no running water, no electricity, where my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practiced Siddha, 
an ancient system of Indian medicine over 10,000 years old. She observed one's face, the art of Samudrika Lakshanam, to understand a body's unique constitution, allowing her to deliver the right medicine for the right person at the right time. Watching my grandmother heal others, I was inspired to study medicine, but I was also aware of the corrupt caste system of India, which denigrated a human being, where my family were considered low caste untouchables, where one's birth determined one's destiny. The grit and determination of my mother and father led them to get educated and to come to America, a one in a trillion event. Their actions inspired me to work hard and excel. While in ninth grade, I attended New York University in a computer science program, and subsequently at the age of 14, was given a full-time job as a research fellow at what is now known as Rutgers Medical School in the heart of Newark, New Jersey. There I investigated the system of sleep using mathematics, computer science, and biology for sudden infant death syndrome. It was there in Newark where I invented email when I was the first to convert every feature of the physical, paper-based inner office mail system, including inbox, outbox, memo, carbon copy, blind carbon copy, attachments, into its electronic equivalent, a system which I named email, a term that I was the first to coin. On August 30th, 1982, I was awarded the first U.S. copyright for the invention of this system, recognizing me as the inventor of email. At that time, copyright was the only way to protect software inventions. I went on to MIT where I earned four degrees across multiple systems of engineering, electrical, mechanical, design, biological. That training led me to invent many other systems for advancing humankind. Echomail, the world's first intelligent email management system. Cytosol, a computational biology system for eliminating animal testing to discover new medicines faster, cheaper, and safer. And to the creation of a whole systems methodology for certifying clean food. These innovations led me back on a Fulbright to India, where I discovered the missing link between Eastern medicine and Western systems theory honoring my grandmother to develop your body your system a powerful tool that will help you understand how your body is a system and how the inputs of food supplements and exercise bring your body back to its natural system state and systems health an integrative educational discipline that is now integrated into the VA Shiva platform that will enable you to learn the science of systems the science of everything be it your body as a system or our society and politics as a system to reveal the foundational interrelationships between truth, freedom, health. Now is the time for you to be the light, learn the science of systems, build community and weaponize yourself to unleash the activism necessary to deliver truth, freedom, health in your local community. Welcome to VA Shiva. All right, everyone, good morning. So we're gonna talk about colloidal silver, and that was basically our intro video that I do to uh, encourage, hopefully inspire people to understand that um, life, understanding life, be it stuff that goes on inside your body, outside your body, your body, um, by taking a systems approach um, is perhaps the most profound way to interconnect uh, different components of what goes on inside, outside. Without this systems approach, it's extremely easy to get manipulated by, you know, people with certain, uh, let's say, economic interests. And we're seeing that taking place today. A um, couple of uh, weeks ago, I, I shared um, the entire uh, 
reality of what's going on with big pharmaceutical companies today. Big pharmaceutical companies uh, are losing incredible amounts of top line revenue. In 2012, uh, they were making about Pfizer, let's say made 65 billion. Uh, last year, Pfizer made 41 billion. They lost close to $25 billion. So follow the money. So when you interconnect that reality with the fact that you have the forced jabs coming out, everyone's supposed to do, you know, one size fits all medicine, which is antithesis of where medicine's actually moving to, the right medicine for the right person at the right time, that you start realizing that there is another interest. And we also talked about how um, the government of Israel in January struck a deal with Pfizer to give them data to validate why, you know, let's say, 90%, 70% of people need to be immunized. So you can start connecting the dots, you know, from a system standpoint, but when you layer in the economic systems, you start getting a better appreciation for what's actually going on. And it's very important to do that. Otherwise you get lost in, you know, trusting the plan or getting lost in some conspiracy theory. And that's what the establishment wants. They do not want us, and they'll still call you conspiracy theories. In fact, they'll call you worse when you start kind of uh, connecting the economics. But I think it's extremely important to start connecting economics. So today we're going to talk about a colloidal silver. Very, very interesting. Um, uh, uh, I guess it's a, you want to talk about it as a nutrient or, or, or metal, uh, but it's in a colloidal form and we'll talk about that. So let's go talk about this. Let's go over here and bring it up. So when we look at colloidal silver, well, we've, uh, by the way, those of you who are new, you can go to vashiva.com. This is the website. And if you go to vashiva.com slash join, um, you'll be able to find out everything about the truth, freedom, and health movement, which is central to everything uh, that I do. We'll come back to that. But let's talk about colloidal silver. Um, so what we're going to talk about is, first of all, what is colloidal silver? Uh, some, some of you may have heard about it, but we'll just step back and talk about what it is. We'll look at the biological effects um, that colloidal silver has, you know, at the biological level, which means at the molecular systems level. Then we'll talk about the effects, um, you know, the broad health effects that colloidal silver has. And then we'll swing back to really um, looking at the effects of colloidal silver on the immune system. As a part of this, um, I, I like to educate all of you on what is the immune system. And, and that education will really help you understand that the, the way that the current mainstream media, or in fact, most medical doctors, I would say probably about 95% of medical doctors really don't understand the immune system, it, it, without exaggeration. Um, I was just visiting a friend of mine who's an integrated medical person. He lives in a, I mean, he practices in a place where they're forcing everyone to wear these masks. And he was saying how, you know, he's with a lot of these doctors and most of them don't even know the effects that the masks have on the oral uh, system, which we've uh, done quite a bit of research on. Um, most of them don't even understand the difference between the model of giving a deadened virus, you know, when someone sneezes on you or getting the RNA jab, uh, mRNA jab, because the entire medical profession is about going from point A, which is uh, getting into medical school, point B, four years later, working like a dog, you know, then going through residency. So it's sort of unfortunate the medical training most medical doctors get. They understand parts of a system, but they never understand the whole. So we're gonna talk about the immune system. Those of you who've heard, it'll be a review for you, but I think it's important to hear it again and again and again to understand that there is a notion of the immune system that 
um, is is promoted today, which is all about the antibodies, which is really based on an understanding of the immune system that goes back to 1915. And the, the, the modern science is a very, very different view of the immune system, which I'll share with you. And then we'll talk about, um, in the context of today's conversation, how does colloidal silver affect that? Someone said, and H616, I simply do not trust the medical field. Well, you know, one of the points I want to make is we can talk about big pharma, but you also have big vitamin now, okay? Be it big pharma or big vitamin, they both take a reductionist approach. And I'll play a video explaining that. So you have the same economic influences affecting big vitamin, big green, big new age, right? That it's not about actually looking at the right medicine for the right person at the right time or looking at the systemic nature of life but it's basically about trying to figure out how they could rapidly make a quick buck, unfortunately. But this is also occurring in other fields. So let's um, let's go back here. And when we look at um, colloidal silver, we'll also discuss not only its effect on the immune system, but we'll also talk about, um, uh, someone said, I received the printout of the mass and oral health card. Can't wait to sit down and read over it. Great. And then we're gonna also look at the clinical evidence on how much you should be taking. So what is colloidal silver? So what is it? So when you look at it here, let's think about it. First of all, it's a antiseptic ion, okay? Now remember ions, if you remember, are metals with a charge on it, okay? Uh, versus you know just the metal without any charge, but it's an antiseptic ion. You notice on the periodic table, uh, if, um, those of you who remember chemistry class, it's, it's a 47th element on the periodic table, and it's, it's, um, uh, its symbol is AG. It's not SI, it's AG. SI is actually silicon. Um, yes, will this video be saved somewhere? Yes, it'll be up on YouTube, and it'll also be up on Facebook. And then we repost this video back on vashiva.com on the lower right here. But you can see that here, AG is the a meaning for silver, and then you see it's about 107 um, you know, uh, uh, in molecular weights, okay? So this is a molecular weight. So it's, it, you know, it's been one of the most extensively studied. Some people say, oh, you know, colloidal silver, we don't know, there's not research done on it. Again, here's the facts of it. Colloidal silver is probably one of the most extensively studied um, metals um, for centuries for fighting infections, preventing food spoilage, and for wound healing. So those are the three things it's been studied for. We'll, we'll go through this. For fighting infections, preventing food spoilage, and wound healing. I mean, if you go back to many cultures, you know, they had, I mean, you know, he grew up with a silver spoon, right? There's uh, where it comes from because silver uh, is very, very, uh, as you'll see, uh, as a metal, a little bit different than copper. Copper is also effective. These metals have a lot of antifungal, antibacterial, antimicrobial properties, but silver, um, has some of those properties, right? So um, fighting infections, preventing food supplies, wound healing. It's non-toxic to humans at very small concentrations, okay? So the key thing is everything in nature, again, when you take a systems approach, it's not, oh, this is good, that's bad. Turmeric is good, that's bad, right? Alcohol is good, this is bad. Um, you know, vegetables, you know, green vegetables are great, um, whatever it is, right? The point is everything in nature at the right dosage can be very beneficial. At the wrong dosage, it can be highly unbeneficial. 
So for example, when I shared this video with you, um, in traditional systems of medicine, in the SIDDHA, S-I-D-D-H-A system of medicine, which was practiced, practiced in India for thousands of years, um, there was various branches of the SIDDHA system of medicine. One was martial arts. One was uh, the use of herbs, right? One was the use of yoga. One was the use of heavy metals, okay? Like um, arsenic and, and, and uh, silver and gold. But they did it at what were called nanomolar levels, very, very low dosages. So, and because what's interesting with things in nature is that certain dosages, the thing that you, you thought was beneficial for is no longer beneficial. So for example, arsenic, if you go look at your dog's heartworm pills, they'll have arsenic in there. Well, for thousands of years, people have known arsenic at certain low dosages is good for certain heart ailments. Obviously, at higher dosage, it kills you. So the key here is dosages, 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 right? It's the right amount of it at the right time can be profoundly valuable. So we'll talk about the invention of cytosol, which is a technology I created for my PhD work at MIT. It helps us find those dosages and combinations. So it's all about dosaging. So don't think, well, that's good, that's bad. A lot of the people in health, uh, in the big health will say, oh, well, you know, everyone should eat raw vegetables, they're great. Well, if you eat, you know, a certain amount of kidney beans raw, or for some people, it depends on level, it's gonna kill you, okay? So just don't think this is good, that's bad. That's a very, very reductionist way of looking at the world. All right, so let's go back here. Um, so we're looking at, it's, so it's non-toxic, the key word is at very small concentration. It, it attacks a broad range of targets in the microbes. We're gonna go look at this, targets in the microbes. What do we mean by that? Well, quick, a little bit of um, biological sciences here, biological engineering or bio biology. When you look at stuff in your body, okay? Your body, if you take a cell, we have about a 300 different cell types. Each cell on the surface of the cell, to put it simply as like a catcher's mitt, that's called a receptor. And what the pharma guys try to do is they try to figure out how to send a particular uh, pharmaceutical drug to find the right target for that particular molecular species, okay? So your body has targets, right? No different than a target, you know, people go archery. Those targets are what, um, they attempt to hit in the pharmaceutical world. But when you eat food or when you take certain nutrients, those nutrients of the food get broken down into many molecules. And those molecules um, go and hit particular targets. And when you hit that target, it's like pushing a button and those activate different reactions. So what I do for, you know, separate from the two lives I have with Truth, Freedom and Health and building this movement to change the world is Cytosol is a technology uh, that I developed where, where we also day in and day out, I'm looking at molecular pathways, doing mathematical modeling to understand how foods and different substances can turn off and turn on these targets. Okay. So targets are things in your body that when you connect them with some component, they will cascade a series of reactions. So what we'll talk about is you'll, we'll, we'll show you that um, colloidal silver hits multiple targets that have various different biological functions. So we'll talk about that also, all right? So then uh, what I wanna talk about is that um, 
it, this can be used in combination with other antiviral drugs to improve efficacy, okay? So it can be used in combination. Very, very important aspect that people don't forget. Everyone, um, like turmeric, for example, right? There's been a lot of research saying turmeric's good, and we'll talk about this. So people just go buy tons of turmeric and they'll eat it. But I gotta tell you, in traditional cultures, no one just eats turmeric, okay? People typically mix turmeric with other things, synergistic reactions. It can have a positive effect or a negative effect. By the way, in the United States today, uh, 82, uh, the average 82 year old person is taking 12 different, 12 different pharmaceutical drugs. And no one really knows the combinational toxicities that they, that they can create. Again, it's the dosages and the combinations, but silver can be used in conjunction with other antiviral drugs to really boost them. So when you start looking at something that you find out has value, one of the important things to see, well, can I lower the dosage of that and I add something else? It can even have a much more synergistic effect. Synergy is one of the very, very important principles of systems science. And um, so let's go back here. Very important principle in system science. So when we go back here, we wanna also recognize that in the literature, look at how many papers, look at how many clinical trials. I think the number of clinical trials that I um, uh, looked at here that's done for silver is look, nearly eight, well, 17,000 research articles written on uh, the therapeutic uses of silver. Nearly 2,000 clinical trials, all right? And nearly 130 years of scientific research, which means this goes all the way back to the 1880s. So just think about that. A ton of research has been done on silver, okay? A ton of research. Um, I think of all the things that we've talked about, this is relative to the clinical trials of those 1800 or nearly 2000 clinical trials. So why am I sharing this with you? For two reasons. One, there's a lot of scientific work that's been done. The other thing is when you start talking about colloidal silver, this is to educate you and you find, let's say you find benefit, you'll typically have naysayers say, well, there's no research, there's no science. Well, there's 2000 clinical trials done on the therapeutic uses of silver. Doesn't mean it says rubber stamp, it's all good. So one of the things that we need to understand is when you look at all that research, you could go take one of those papers, which said it has some toxicity in some animal, and you could say, it's a horrible thing, don't take it, right? Or you could find one paper which says it's great. So that is what I call reductionism, cherry picking. We do not want to do cherry picking if we're serious about doing real science. We want to actually find out what is the reality. And one of the things we need to understand is science is constantly evolving. As new data comes, we have to be open to change our views, change direction, or incorporate that data. That's really being a real scientist. Science is always changing. Okay, and this is the problem we have today. We have people telling everyone, everyone should get this jab. And if you get the antibodies, you're fine. Okay, it's a, you're, you're gonna realize it's, a, it's an inaccurate description of the immune system. So, at, so when, when we look at all this kind of data, how do we actually bring it together to really have value? Well, Cytosolve is this technology I, I created for my PhD work at MIT. And you go to cytosolve.com and Cytosolve is a uh, technology to simply put from mathematically modeling molecular reactions on the computer. And my initial motivation, I'll play a little video so I don't repeat myself, and we just created one, um, 
is when you look at all this data that's up there, you know, 17,000 papers, no one here has time to go through all of these papers, okay? Uh, but with technology, we can take these papers and figure out relative to immune health, which are the appropriate ones, which is what we've done, curate them, and then find the molecular mechanisms and build an architecture of the immune system and figure out how these work. So that's what I'm gonna share with you. So with the power of cytosol, we're able to do this. And by the way, um, let me play a quick video that we just did. So that'll explain the, uh, what is cytosol, but more importantly, it'll also give you the origin of cytosol, the politics of cytosol. We're gonna contrast in this video what's going on between big pharma and also big vitamin. Okay, these guys are actually starting to converge. But cytosol allows us to take all this data, bring it together to really find the nature of what's really going on. Um, because without that understanding, we'll always be, you know, um, moved in different directions. So let me play this for you. Who would have ever thought someone like me would invent email and create Cytosol to revolutionize health for personalized and precision medicine, a system for delivering the right medicine for the right person at the right time. I was born a low caste untouchable in India's caste system, a system of aristocracy, oppression and racism. As a child, I observed my grandmother, a poor village farmer, practice Siddha, India's oldest system of medicine, to heal local villagers by observing their face, to know their unique constitution, to deliver a unique combination of foods, healing herbs and massage. The caste system and her abilities to heal inspired me to understand the interconnectedness of all life. My name is Dr. Shiva Ayadure. I'm an MIT PhD, a Fulbright scholar, a scientist. Family and I left India to come to America on my seventh birthday. As a 14-year-old, I began working as a full-time research fellow at Rutgers Medical School to unravel the mysteries of sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS, and created the world's first email system long before I ever heard of MIT. As I traverse academic over the next three decades, I observed self-serving academics, never solving real problems, writing grant after grant, competing for tenure while diminishing real science and real scientists, pushing a reductionist science to destroy the scientific method. Like the blind men who never saw the whole elephant but the parts, they delivered a dismembered view of reality. I observed Big Pharma use such reductionism, wasting billions year after year to fund research in test tubes, killing animals, and using the poor as guinea pigs for clinical testing to create products that even the FDA no longer allowed. Not only Big Pharma practice this reductionism, but also the elites of Big Vitamin, Big Green, and Big New Age, with gurus and yogis, empowered by Hollywood celebrities, selling one supplement after another based on a cherry-picked science. All that changed in 2003, when the Human Genome Project ended, revealing that humans have the same number of genes, about 20,000, as that of a worm, giving rise to a systems biology. We realized that one-size-fits-all medicine was a failure. We realized their medicines were killing us, making today's generation's lifespan shorter than any previous generation. Obesity, heart disease, deaths from adverse reaction to drugs, confusion on what diet, what supplements, and who to believe is what they have delivered you. They push natural and organic products for your beauty and wellness, while their real solution is their plastic surgeons and Botox. We've been sold out. It's time for real science, a system science that interconnects the parts to discover truth, to know what really works, to get the health we need and deserve. This is why I created Cytosolve. Cytosolve is 
about truth, freedom, and health versus power, profit, and control. Cytosolve is a revolutionary technology integrating bioinformatics, computational biology, mathematical modeling, decentralization to reveal the truth. Cytosolve computes trillions of potential combinations of biomolecular interactions to discover what actually works based on the actual science. No reductionism, no cherry picking. Cytosol's predictive modeling has been proven accurate time and time again, matching laboratory results. Cytosol discovers synergistic combinations of compounds to maximize health and reduce toxicity. For example, we know curcumin from turmeric and resveratrol from red grapes alleviate inflammation, but how much should we combine? Current methods are hand-waving at best. Here, with Cytosol, we first model the control condition with no curcumin and no resveratrol to simulate high inflammation with the cytokine level at 0.15 micromolar. Next, we add just 5 micromolars of curcumin. The inflammation drops to 0.05. Next, we use 5 micromolars of resveratrol and the inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.06. But when we combine curcumin and resveratrol of 3 micromolars of curcumin and 2 micromolars of resveratrol, inflammation drops from 0.15 to 0.03. Far lower, nearly 200% less than just one compound alone. That's the synergy principle of system science. We've all had enough of their fake and reductionist science. They think we'll simply keep buying their marketing, their celebrities, and their products that can never truly heal us. We don't need them. Great things come when we integrate the best of things. It's our time. It's time we've delivered solutions for ourselves. It's time for truth, freedom, and health. It's time for Cytosol. Welcome. All right, so, so that should give you an idea what Cytosol is. Cytosol is really a technology that allows us to look at the known science, bring things together, and then figure out what's working. By the way, I think I've shared with many of you, uh, we've been doing this for about 16, 17 years from building the technology at MIT, then uh, writing papers. Uh, we've tried to help everyone. We even went to pharma companies and we said, look, why don't we model your molecular pathways? You could find out your, if your stuff's gonna be toxic or not. We had a few companies want us to model, like for example, lupus, et cetera. But most of pharma does not care about finding what really is going on. Some guys do, because their goal is to just get their stuff out there, whether it works or not, to uptake that stock price. And you see the same thing going on vitamins. Um, but going back to this, let's, uh, I think the important thing to understand is, by the way, a quick note to everyone, our MV25 product, it, it's been sold out. Um, so we're, we're gonna, uh, because of the COVID nonsense, um, you know, the supply chains have been um, very, very hard to, in fact, just get capsules or even bottles. But uh, we're going to be doing a shipment out today. So just be patient for those of you who've been waiting. It'll be out shortly, but um, you can go find more about this. But we're going to be uh, doing a whole new manufacturing batch coming up. Uh, and you can go find that on the shop. But let me um, talk about silver from this standpoint of the synergy principle. Now, Silver comes in various forms, as you can see here, okay? Silver comes, this is the ionic version of silver. So it has a plus one charge, right? So it's an ion. Some um, things are negative charge, like chlorine, right? Um, some things may have a positive charge, like sodium chloride. When you look at sodium chloride um, in salt, the sodium Na has a plus charge, one, one positive charge. The chlorine has a negative charge, all right? And so sodium and chlorine work together is because, you know, one needs an electron and the other one has an electron to donate, right? So in the case of um, when you look at something like ionic silver here, it is has a positive one charge on it, okay? Um, what happens here, so that's ionic silver. And what silver nanoparticles are, 
um, are where you basically put these silver particles inside a nanosphere. Okay, so there's nano and inside of it is the um, silver particles. But ionic colloidal silver is what we're going to talk about. It's a colloid, okay? And a colloid is a little bit interesting. You have the, the silver ions around it, right? So, um, But the reason these silver ions are on it, because in the center, it, uh, as you can see here, is, you know, AG and, um, and here's a silver molecule. But these things hang around it. So it's in a colloid. A colloid, you can look it up. Um, but it's essentially like a mixture, okay? It, but it's not in a nanoparticle, so we're looking at a colloidal form of silver. We have lots of these ions clumping together, okay? The word colloid, you know, almost means like collaborative, right? Things coming together. So when we talk, so we're not talking about ionic silver. We're not talking about silver nanoparticles. Uh, one of my friends, Jeremy, said, hey, Shiva, you should also talk about silver nanoparticles. I'll do a whole nother presentation on that. But we're talking about the colloidal form of silver okay and you can look online and there's i think there's techniques people have you can make it at home but it's a colloidal form of silver just to be clear okay so we when we look at colloidal silver um when we uh want to understand the, the the physics of this or the chemistry the or the chemical physics of this um you have ag here okay which is bonded remember this needs a plus charge so it's produced by dissolving silver salts in an aqueous medium. And the size of a silver ion is around 0.1 nanometers, 0.1 nanometers, okay? Um, so you can think about this as 10 to the minus ninth, right? Uh, not, uh, that's the size of it, uh, you know, nano, okay? So it's very, very small. Um, someone just said, the more I live long, I realize everything is a system. That's great, Tony. Uh, why, someone said, why is Deepak Chopra involved with Chelsea Clinton and the Vatican? Because Deepak Chopra is part of that clan, okay? Uh, historically used as an antimicrobial agent um, and better antimicrobial activity than silver particles and it's relatively less stable. But um, what you have here is when you put it in an aqueous solution, aqueous means where you have a solution of ions and anions. An anion is typically negative. So here's the nitrate ion with nitrogen here with four oxygen, uh, three oxygens connected. But overall, this has a negative charge and this has a positive charge. So you have silver, you know, nitrate, but it's hanging out together um, because of this interconnection, okay? So now the therapeutic forms of silver, as I said, we'll talk about it, but just to let you know, uh, here we're looking at about the size of this, where you have silver ions here is about 100 nanometers. Now, so when you're looking at the size of a silver ion, it's 0.1 nanometers. So that's 0.1 nanometers, but a size of a nanoparticle is about a thousand times, close to maximum a thousand times bigger than about less than a hundred nanometers. And what this does, this provides a large surface area for antimicrobial activity. So you have the silver nanoparticles, you have a lot of surface area here, you know, on the surface of a sphere, right? If people remember, right? four-thirds pi r cubed, right? Um, so you can look at the volume and, and you're, you can look at the, you know, the surface of a sphere. There's quite a bit of surface area uh, for that interaction to take place. And the, and the reality is that the smaller the particle size, the better antimicrobial activity. Now, these nanoparticles tend to aggregate and they form clumps of nanoparticles, which reduces their antimicrobial activity. So the key here 
is the smaller the nanoparticles, the greater the bioavailability nano uh, and bioavailability. In many of these traditional cultures like Siddha, they had a whole process. They could take natural uh, elements from plants, et cetera, and they would put it through a process where they would create natural nanoparticles, essentially drug-like states, very refined particles that would have very powerful effects. You didn't need a lot of them because when they're in nano form, right, they can penetrate cell walls. They can uh, go to a lot of places. This is one of the important things just from a physical basis. When you make things much smaller, they and they don't clump in the case of these colloidal silver, they're going to have a much more powerful effect. Okay. So uh, again, Keith, takeaway from here, the small, small is better. Okay. Um, now, when you look at the silver nanoparticles, here you have, right, um, the particles of silver, which hang around in solution, and it's 80 to 85, uh, 80 to 95% silver ions um, that you have, and 5 to 20% colloidal um, silver nanoparticles size ranging from 2 to about 107 nanometers. Now, the smaller particle sizes, 20 to 40 nanometers, have better antimicrobial activity. And this provides for a stable platform for releasing silver ions. So you have these silver ions and those ions can be released for sustained antimicrobial activity. And the, the important thing is there's no risk of aggregation unlike um, you know, silver nanoparticles, all right? So let's go here. So let's look at the biological effects of colloidal silver. First of all, um, first of all, it's antiviral, okay? So that's the first takeaway here antibacterial, antifungal, mosquitocidal, okay? Antibiofilm, larvicidal, um, it kills insects at the larva, larval stage, all right? So just to keep this clear, what we mean by this is when we say antiviral, so virus is obviously different than a bacteria, so it can take out viruses, it can take out bacteria, we're gonna go through how it does this. Antifungal, but mosquitocidal, okay? Very, very valuable against uh, mosquitoes. I'm very good at taking out mosquitoes. Antibiofilm. You know, when you get up in the morning and you know you see feel that stuff in your mouth, that's a biofilm. Um, when people talk about candida, um, one of the important things to understand is that, um, or when people have Lyme disease even, uh, one of the things that people have found is that the Lyme, the bacteria, uh, essentially burrow themselves and they build a biofilm you know, almost like a, a mound around them. So many people who have Lyme, for example, it'll keep coming and going, coming and going. And a lot of the research says you need to first rip off that biofilm, first step, and then you can start attacking the bacteria. So removal of the biofilm is extremely important before you can actually go and, you know, go at the real problem, all right? So sometimes people will say, you know, I took, you know, some antibiotic for Lyme and it came and went. Well, more importantly, you have to knock out that biofilm. Larvicidal, which means we're talking about insect larvae, all right? So a lot of different biological values of colloidal silver. What are the health benefits? Well, let's go through them. Wound healing, antiseptic applications. You know, some first aid kits will have these. Shown to be highly effective against microorganisms. And when we talk about microorganisms, you can look at two sets of microorganisms here. We're looking at uh, oops, let me just set this for our people on Instagram. I, sorry, it's a little bit crooked for you guys. Let me just fix this here. Okay, there, it's a little bit better. Sorry about that. 
Um, but you can see on bacteria, salmonella, streptococcus, streptococcus um, a whole bunch of other kinds of bacteria here, fungi, candida, uh, cryptococcus neoformans. But you can go, you, you can see, you can understand there's a whole range of different bacteria. But viruses, look at these range of viruses from rheoviruses all the way from to HIV-1, uh, to influenza, monkeypox, hepatitis B, corona, one of the coronaviruses, at least we know documented is TGEV. Um, yes, someone said, will this presentation be available somewhere? Yes, you can go to vashiva.com and you can get it there, all right? So now let's take a little journey um, to look at the immune system. And by the way, um, quick point, people are asking, where can you get this? Go to vashiva.com. As everyone knows, you know, we're taking a systems approach to looking at silver, anything in the body. Go to vashiva.com slash join. Many of you have asked how you can support the research we do, the work we do, political work, the scientific work, the activist work. Um, you can go to vashiva.com um, uh, slash join. And one of the most important things you can do is for you to educate yourselves. If you want to, when you contribute to the movement that we're building, you get educated on a systems approach. You get to discover other people in community, and then you get to also be an activist, but go to vashiva.com slash join. That's where you can find everything, okay? So let's talk about the immune system. So the notion of the immune system, and by the way, the quick version of the, I've done a long version of the immune system um, based on the lecture that I gave at the National Science Foundation where I was invited to talk. This was in November of 2019. And the key takeaway you wanna understand from this is that the immune system is a number one, if you wanna write this down, it's a very complex system, all right? One way you can think about it, the analogy I've been using is, think about an orchestra, okay? You have many, many instruments in there. And how those um, instruments play together will give you many different kinds of music, right? Um, and you can think about different types of pathogens, different types of bacteria, different types of fungi, when they come and they interact with your immune system, your immune system literally plays music to try to protect you. And the music varies based on the kind of bacteria, fungi, um, pathogens that come to you, okay? But the immune system is this beautiful orchestra that has evolved over billions and billions of years to make you resilient, okay? And these are the concepts. Every Monday night, I, I teach people these concepts. And you can use these concepts everywhere, all right? So one of the important things to understand is about resilience. So, you know, back in the 1915s or up until even 1950, we had a very unidimensional view of the immune system, which is all about antibodies, 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 you know, white blood cell count. And unfortunately, that simplistic view of the immune system still exists today because most doctors don't understand the body as a system. It's only been in the last, you know, since maybe 15 years, people recognize we need to move to a systems biology of medicine, okay? And 99, 95% of, of most doctors don't understand the system's nature of life. They have big egos, but they don't understand the system's nature of, 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 of biology. So when, when I share this with you, think about the reductionist approach to medicine. So the reductionist approach to medicine is this Someone says Monday teaching online here. No, Anna, I teach Monday teachings through our own platform. You can go to vashiva.com slash join. It's a three-hour course, and we get very, very deep into it. 
But when you look at this is a reductionist view of the immune system. And that reductionist view basically says that your body just has, you know, the innate immune system and the adaptive. And the goal of this view of the immune system is generate antibodies and you're great. And let me show you at the molecular level what we're talking about. So let's say the up here is your airway in your lungs. This is the lining of your lungs, these, these yellowish tan colored um, cells, which are called, let's say, epithelial cells. And then the other side is your bloodstream, okay? So air comes in here, right? So you're bringing in viruses, let's say. And then over here, you have your lung epithelial tissues and here you have your bloodstream. So what happens here? When you get in air, a virus comes in, let's say. Well, the first part of your immune system is called the pathogen, the innate immune system. That innate immune system, just to be clear, is primarily in the mucus areas. Like one of the things, if you ever feel a cold coming on, you know, in your mucus areas, it's very important that you, um, uh, you know, give your your immune system support in the mucosal area. For example, there's a homeopathic remedy um, uh, that has zinc in it. And you can essentially dab it inside your nose because they found that zinc is extremely good at supporting the innate immune system. So in everything that faces the outer world, your eyes, your nose, your ears, your skin, right? Your uh, your mouth, the mucosa in your, in your gut. This is what is known as the innate immune system. It's the first thing that comes across a virus, right? Or a pathogen or a fungi or a parasite. And if that part of your immune system is strong, it takes things out, okay? But it's not standing alone because it's all interconnected as you'll see. But in the dysfunctional reductionist model of the immune system, which is what Fauci teaches and most medical students learn, they just think, okay, that's that area. And what I'm sharing with you here is as a part of that immune system, you have, you have, oh, let me go back to this. You have the innate immune system and the innate immune system has things like macrophages here, these little monsters that go try to chomp up the virus, okay? They're good monsters that support you. So when these try to chomp up the virus, um, the virus is getting attacked and the, the macrophages, as they move through the cell walls, they will then deposit the parts of the virus that they're eating up and they'll present it over here to the adaptive immune system, beginning, let's say, with the T cells. The T cells will differentiate into creating what are called CD8 T cells, which will try to um, recognize that particle and try to take out the infected cell. But the CD4 T cells also create B cells. And the B cells create these things called antibodies, okay? And these antibodies, the next time the next virus comes in, the antibodies will try to take it out, okay? Everyone clear? Let me see what everyone's doing. Everyone clear on this? So you have, just to be clear, I want everyone to sort of track this. Um, uh, what you have is you have the innate immune system, which is the part of your body, which is like uh, Marines, which tries to take out what's coming. They're blowing up stuff. And as stuff is being blown up, the dismembered parts of the virus stimulate your adaptive immune system to create antibodies. But the bottom line is what the modern or quote unquote, the conventional thinking of the immune system is if you get those antibodies, you're in great shape, okay? That's it. So again, in the whole orchestra, as I, the analogy that I've come up with here, says the goal is just to have 
The goal is just to have that one particular antibody for that one virus and you're in great shape. Well, you're gonna understand that's not true. Um, and that's why all of you, I wanna train you in all of this because the more that you become weaponized with educated knowledge is how we're gonna be able to educate people. The reason we're in these condition today is because many people listen to politicians, they listen to big academia, and the entire educational system has not trained people on a systems approach. That's why I keep saying every Monday evenings, I wanna train all of you to become truth, freedom, and health warriors, beginning with an understanding of systems. But when you take a systems approach, what you find is something profoundly different, okay? What do you find? Well, you find this. The body is not just this, okay? It is this. This is a much more realistic view of the immune system. You don't just have the innate and the adaptive, you have one of the most powerful missing links that most doctors don't even know about called the interferon system. Their interferon system connects between the gut microbiome, the bacteria, the viruses, and intersects to the neural systems, okay? The gut brain axis. But the interferon system is quite powerful. It generates interferons and there's many of them. This is the type one interference. There's type one, type two, type three. And type one interferons include alpha and beta and Notice the third bullet here, it's present in virtually every cell in your body. What is an interferon? An interferon is, as the word says, interferes. These are chemical um, molecules that your body creates. Your body's an amazing antimicrobial engine, okay? It creates and, and, and makes interferons and it upregulates many, many different genes to make sure that the interferon system supports your adaptive system, your innate system, your gut microbiome, et cetera. It's quite an amazing system. This was the basis of at least 50% of my PhD work where we, where I mathematically model it, understood. But what I can tell you conclusively is that the interferon system, if when that's strong, there are people, for example, who have a virus, okay? They're infected. They don't have, even create antibodies and they knock it out. Why? Because the interferon system supports the innate system, the natural killer cells, for example, to go and eat up that virus or that pathogen. What supports the interferon system? Well, antioxidants like glutathione, okay? So there's many different things. So it's not just antibodies. So that's the key takeaway I want you to understand. It's not just antibodies. The entire thing that we're witnessing right now is antibodies, 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 right? But that's not what it is, okay? That's not the only thing. All right, so let's go back here. So I want you to understand that the interferons of the interferon system right here are extremely important. Um, they can, they're the, they constitute the first line of defense against infection. And there's these alphas and these betas. So this, by the way, is a much more uh, better, accurate representation of the immune system. So we're just focused on the adaptive, trying to get these antibodies, but how do we strengthen the interferon system? How do we strengthen the innate? How do we support the gut microbiome? 60 trillion bacteria we have, right? The virome, we have 380 trillion viruses. How do we support all of this, all right? So now with that context, let's go look at the effect of colloidal silver on immune health, okay? So there's three things I wanna focus on. First item is the inhibition of, uh, you know, uh, viral replication, okay? the inhibition of viral entry, okay? Virus is actually getting into your body because one of the things we wanna do is we wanna stop viruses even getting into the body, right? That's a very important feature that we want. The other thing we wanna do is 
or into the cell, bacterial cell membrane disruption. So here we're looking at antiviral and this is antibacterial. So what we what the research shows is that silver has an effect on stopping virus replicating and stopping viruses from entering. Again, very quick review. Um, you have your cell here, you know, you have six trillion cells in your body. Here's your cell, virus comes in. What's that virus trying to do? The virus is trying to get into your cell. And once it gets in, step one, it's gotta get in. Once it gets in, it wants to use that cell, use your body as a machine to replicate itself. You saw the movie Aliens and you'll see it in there, right? Um, you know, the alien creature gets in and it uses the host body to replicate itself. So when that virus gets in, it's, it's, it's attempting to take its blueprint of itself, which, so if you look at those pictures of those viruses, there's a blueprint, it attempts to take its own blueprint, use your ribosomal machinery to replicate its blueprint, reassemble itself, and then transport itself out. So the goal of sickness is it's all about the viral load. Like if you have one little virus, ah, no big deal. But if you have billions of them starting to replicate, now your body's like, you know, the alien monster, right? But the key thing you want to understand is it is not the virus that kills you. It is how your body reacts to that virus, okay? Strong immune system recognizes the virus, takes it out. It doesn't overreact. The overreaction called the cytokine storm or the, you know, the massive immune response of your own body, unmodulated, is a thing that hurts you, okay? So when we look at um, uh, here, um, you're looking at colloidal silver does two things, right? On the viral side, viral, stops viral replication and it inhibits viral entry. And for bacteria, it essentially blows up their cell membrane. All right. So let's talk about this. Okay. Antiviral mechanism of action. Okay. So what we see here is here's the virus replication cycle on the left side here. We'll walk you through this. And here's the antiviral mechanism. So let's go through the left side here. Here's a virus coming in, the virus penetrates. So let's look at this side, it penetrates the cell, okay? And once it penetrates the cell, okay, it then uses your cellular machinery to replicate itself. So it creates a lot of itself and then it gets out, right? So enter, um, create itself, replicate, reassemble itself and leave, right? Now, what does colloidal silver do, right? Colloidal silver um, nanoparticles inhibit the entry of the virus. That's what they do. They inhibit the entry of the virus by interacting with the viral surface glycoproteins, okay? So the, the virus, which is the star with all those little spikes on it, it attempt, it, its first job is to enter the cell, but look what happens. These nanoparticles literally go stick to the surface of the virus, okay? So let me repeat that again. The nano, so here you have this virus particle with, with whatever it's, you know, surface proteins. Again, this is why it's important that the nanoparticles be small. The smaller they are, the better. It act, the, the nanoparticles, the silver goes and attaches to the surface of that virus particle. And by doing that, the virus particle, it inhibits entry into the cell, number one, okay? So it's basically, uh, if you look at the, you know, the corona COVID-19 virus, if you remember, it has 
the spike protein, when it lands on the cell, lands on what's called the ACE2 receptor, and through glycosylation, it's able to get in. But if you have silver nanoparticles, which have, are sticking now to, this, to the surface glycoproteins of that virus, the virus is not able to do its lock and key and get in, okay? It's your basically, someone's got a key and you're putting a bunch of goop on it, okay? To put it a simple way so it can't open the door. So that's one of the uh, ways that you wanna think about this, that this colloidal silver nanoparticles inhibit. So you see the virus, here's the blue particles, it sticks there. So this inhibits it from getting in. The second thing happens is, let's say stuff does get in. Um, the silver nanoparticles inhibit the viral replication by, so if here's the virus, right? So, you, so this is the cell, right? Here's the actual virus here. So now we're looking inside the virus. So what happens is the silver nanoparticle gets into the virus, okay? Um, and I mean, it gets into the cell here, right? And here is, the, uh, here is the, uh, the DNA of the virus. And by attaching to the virus's genome, um, the, the, uh, they prevent the genome replication. So if you remember from some of the stuff I've taught earlier, the, here's a virus, it's got its genome in there. It typically injects, if it gets into the cell, it injects that genome um, the genome comes out into your cell and it starts wanting to replicate itself. Well, what the silver particles do is, as you can see in the diagram here, the silver particles right here um, attach to the genome, right? So they attach to the DNA or the RNA of the, um, of the uh, virus and they essentially poison it, right? So attach to the viral factors and prevent genome replication, okay? Very cool. Now. Let's talk about, so we've talked about two things here. We've talked about the ability of the, the uh, silver nanoparticles to inhibit the ability of the virus to replicate, inhibit the ability to stop entry. But um, silver also has antibacterial effects and it's important we cover that. So let's look at those antibacterial effects. So what we're looking at here is, um, here is a cell, okay? Just to give context here. Here is the nucleus of the cell right here. Here we have the ribosomes. By the way, the ribosomes are, are the place where mRNA from the nucleus comes out of protein um, is being synthesized. Uh, uh, and over here you have the endoplasmic reticulum. Here um, we're looking at the mitochondria. The mitochondria is the energy powerhouse of the cell, okay? So what happens here? Anti so now we're looking at a bacterial cell, okay? So the colloidal silver, first of all, binds to the cell membrane. So here's a cell membrane of the bacteria. So right here, it has adhesion to the cell membrane and it literally alters the membrane structure and permeability, which means what can go in it or not. And you have leakage of the cellular content and impaired transport activity. So basically screwing up the wall of that bacterial cell, okay, bacteria. And then the cell essentially ruptures uh, within few minutes of contact, few minutes of contact. This is why, um, you know, some of these first aid kits will have, you know, a silver solution or um, some people will use it as an antibacterial because it literally uh, destroys the bacterial cell, as you can see here, uh, back here, uh, as we talk about within minutes of contact. So this is through essentially just contact. The second piece I want to talk about, once it's inside the cell, so now the silver particles get in, so they're inside, they can do many, many things. 
Um, so colloidal silver can do, so we're looking at bacteria. So it's interesting, someone says, I just got here. Is he saying colloidal silver is good or bad? Um, well, uh, hair queen LA, you should probably go uh, look at the video. We're talking about the right now, the, the effects of colloidal silver on the immune system. Okay. Um, so here, the next, once it's inside the cell, uh, it interacts with the ribosomes. So here are the ribosomes. Okay. And remember, this is the bacteria. And you know what colloidal silver does? It inhibits the bacteria from able to synthesize its proteins that it needs. It also interacts with the DNA leading to, to disruption of the entire cell cycle. So the, so, the, so the bacterial cell is not able to replicate itself. And then it also interacts with sugar metabolism right in the, you know, in the mitochondria and it interrupts energy production. So it screws up the power plant of the, it, it screws up the power plant of the bacteria it screws up the replication, and it also screws up the, um, the cell cycle. It does a couple of other things, okay? Once inside the cell, it causes oxidative stress, leading to, the, to DNA strand breakage, which means it basically is destroying the DNA, um, destroys protein synthesis, mitochondrial stress. But, but the bottom line is that it disrupts the internal molecular signaling. You know, for example, protein phosphorylation leading to disruption of the bacterial cell cycle. So in conclusion, what you're looking at here is that it's not just one effect that silver has, let's say in the case of bacteria, in the case of viruses, it stops entry and it stops replication. It has a dual effect, right? And those dual things have a synergistic effect. In addition, we also find on bacteria, it's blowing up the cell walls, it's stopping energy production, it's stopping DNA replication, protein synthesis, et cetera. So this is why the research shows, again, as, a, as we started nearly 2,000 papers, clinical trials, I'm sorry, have been done on silver, close to 20,000 research articles, very, very well studied. But this is what I wanted to share with you on the molecular mechanisms from here. I hope this is clear. Um, but I wanna take a little bit of a, not a break, but uh, talk a little about um, the Truth, Freedom, and Health movement, but, and, and it's interconnected. When we start looking at systems, we just went down through the biological system of silver and finding how it affects the, the cellular uh, aspects of a bacteria, bacteria or um, you know, a virus. So it has a synergistic effect. And that concept of synergy is what we can also now take to larger systems of how do we change political systems. So for far too long, what's happened is in a dysfunctional way, the people are fighting for truth, let's say. You know, the scientists, let's say they want good science and people want innovation. Well, those are the people you call nerds and they've been in their own little corners. And then over here, you have the people fighting for freedom with um, supporting the second amendment and the first amendment, and they've been over here. And then over here, you have the people fighting for health. Some people call these people, oops, I didn't share it here. Let me go back. Um, what I was saying was here's a truth people, the freedom people, and the health people. And unfortunately, these people have been in their own little cubby holes, right? The health people being typically what some people call yoga Nazis, right? Staying in their own little worlds, um, exercising, doing yoga, and eating their green vegetables, etc. cetera. Um, but these three movements have never met until our movement from a systems approach is bringing them together. The only movement of its kind in the world, recognizing that if we're going to win, we need to take a bottoms up movement, bringing together freedom, bringing together truth and bringing together 
and bringing together the health movements all together. Otherwise, you have a dysfunctional, disconnected movement. So when you put it together, we need truth, freedom, and health. Truth, freedom, and health. And we got to take this beyond left and right. So having said that, I have to encourage, I'm going to take a little break, get a little water, and we'll come back and finish up silver. Everyone listening, I want all of you to, when you say you want to support what we're doing, support our research, I want you to support the truth, freedom, and health movement. And the way you can do that is you all of you can go to, let me stop the screen here for a second. All of you can go to vashiva.com. Let me go here. Um, I think I go right here. Okay. Go to vashiva.com and click on the join. vashiva.com slash join. And we just updated the site and there's a very nice page that says get educated, right? Or be enslaved. Welcome to VA Shiva. Take your first step on your educational journey to truth, freedom, and health by watching this video. Watch it. You want to contribute? Great. Um, support the movement. You can give us nothing, something, whatever you want to give. But those people, when you give us something, you know, $100 or more, that enables you to become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. And I want to walk, you get a range of things for this, okay? You get books, you get, and I'll walk, walk through this when I get back. But as a warrior, um, you get to uh, really participate. There's a social um, media piece we built here. So as people get educated, there's a forum, and I'll come back to this, okay? Um, but I want you guys to go to vashiva.com, and let me play the video in the interest of time, but you will get an understanding that there's a systems approach, not to only under, understanding colloidal silver in your body, but how we change the world. And that is what I'm profoundly interested in. So let me uh, play this video here for everyone. Remove the old one, yeah, this one. Here we go. Allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Okay. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution, and that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is, it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. 
But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not-so-obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not-so-obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you, on the left and the right, the Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you, the Tucker Carlsons. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're going to follow, you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaign's expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, and health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. All right, so one of the things I want to uh, emphasize to people, a bunch of people writing to me um, uh, as they're watching this video, hey, why don't you go on the R Joe Rogan show? Um, one of the illusions, unfortunately, I have to break people from is when you actually have an actual solution that is a threat to the establishment, um, people think Joe Rogan is not part of the establishment. He's part of the not so obvious establishment. Uh, he will never put someone like me on. He's, he knows about me, he used to follow me on Twitter. But he knows that I'm not vanilla. Our movement is not vanilla. Vanilla. It's going at the real heart of the issue, which is that we need to build a movement of working people bottoms up. May Day, May 1st is coming up. Well, I have a, 
a very important announcement that I'll be making uh, later this afternoon about that. But nothing in the world is going to change if you think you're going to outsource it to people like Joe Rogan or the left or the right. And this is a very, very adolescent thinking or to Trump or to Bernie, et cetera. But you won't really understand the depth of what I'm saying until you actually raise your political maturity and get trained. So I encourage all of you to go to vashiva.com. If you're serious about changing the world, if you want just entertainment, that's fine. Then um, you don't get entertained all day by politicians left and right and Joe Rogan or Tucker Carlson or whatever opportunist is out there. But if you're serious about changing the world, you must take a first get trained on systems, right? So when I talk about this, um, you know, I want everyone to go to vashiva.com, go to the site, because what you'll find there, you know, on vashiva.com slash join. Um, let me bring this up here so you know where to go. Yeah, if you go to vashiva.com, you'll find out that when you log in, we have a whole underground here. First of all, you can get educated or you can be enslaved. You'll understand this diagram in three hours every Monday evening. I do a detailed class. I educate you on the science of systems. Once you understand this diagram, you'll understand the science of everything. You will then get access to a book, System and Revolution, and you'll get access to a tool called Your Body, Your System. So you can use system science for your own health. And when people say, Dr. Shibi, we want to help you. So we're very appreciative of those people give us 25 or more. You get access to those tools, okay, as a part of your contribution. You also can get access to a capability where you can get certified and educated to become a warrior, right? You get access to scientific reports. You get access to the certification process. You get access to three more books. So it's a ton of stuff. Then you get access to a breakthrough research paper that I wrote that really teaches you the integration of Eastern and Western medicine, okay? And those are for people who are contributing 100 or more, which means they're very committed to getting the Truth, Freedom, and Health Warrior training. But beyond all these capabilities and educational tools, the other thing that I want to give you is in our own infrastructure, in our own data center, we have created a way where you can interact with others without big tech. So there's many, many different forums taking place. You can go on and look at uh, discussions that are taking place on health and vaccines. There's a whole discussion on social media, okay? Um, you can literally, we've created our own social media, our own equivalent of Facebook, where you can create your own page. Then you can interconnect with other people. And these are for the warriors only, okay? And then finally, you can get activated. We have lots of active activism things. You can connect with people. There are these um, activism cards. For example, this is on masks and oral health. Instead of arguing with people, educate them. Okay, which means the front of the card has our branding, Dr. Shiva, building awareness of the risks of masks. And on the back of the card is a cliff note synopsis on the area of masks, educating people how the masks uh, are destroying the oral health and how dentists themselves are reporting major oral health issues. All right. And then you'll also find the public health implications. Same on the, you know, the to jab or not to jab. Okay. But um, that is what we. I want all of you to do. So if you're looking at this and you say, Dr. Shiva, thank you so much for this knowledge. I want to help out. You can help out as volunteers. We have people uh, supporting us from all over the world, by the way. But the way that you can help me is by helping yourself. So I can't take your money without reciprocating. So when you give us money, we give you back education. The goal is that you'll become a teacher. You'll help educate other people. We need to, again, build a bottoms up movement. Give up politicians. Give up these political parties. They're not going to do anything for you, except unless you like WWF wrestling or reality shows, that's all they are. And that's me telling you in a very sincere way, if you want to waste your time, that's what you're doing. 
So let's uh, go back to colloidal silver because the reason I want to give you that systems approach is that everything I've shared up until now on colloidal silver is looking at it as from a bottoms up perspective on the molecular systems. Remember I shared with you this system science also lets you look at the body as a system. And one of the tools that you get when you become a warrior or supporter is you get a tool called Your Body, Your System, which came out of my Fulbright research, where you can actually look at the body as a system, ask yourself a certain set of questions. It'll figure out, let me just share this with you, what kind of system you are. So there's a triangle, and, and this is the, you can go to Your Body, Your System, and in this triangle of transport, conversion, and storage, okay, you can ask yourself a certain set of questions, and it'll, it'll put, a, put a red dot based on your particular body's constitution, very similar like what my grandmother used to do. And then you can then figure out when you're off course, that's the black dot. This is Your body should be here, that's your target, but it's over here. And you, the, the tool will help you figure out how you can manipulate foods and different types of uh, supplements and things. It's not, um, you know, we're not, you should always consult your medical doctor, but this is to teach you how those things can change the nature of this black dot and bring it back to you, okay? And that's, again, anyone um, who gives, um, who supports a movement and, and uh, as part of your appreciation for anybody um, gives us 25 or more, you get that automatically. So when you look at colloidal silver, colloidal silver actually lowers transport, which is, it, it calms things down. It lowers conversion, which means um, the processes of, let's say, DNA replication, right? That's the transcription process. That's what you're seeing here. It does in bacteria. So it lowers transport. Transport is what occurs at the cell membrane. And it also lowers storage, right? That's what DNA is. So you can see, when you see this kind of effect, it has a very, very profound effect on lowering many, many different aspects in the body. So this explains why colloidal silver, uh, you know, shuts down different processes, right? It lowers the transport, which means the virus can't get into the cell, that's a transport. It lowers the conversion aspect, which is a DNA replication aspect. And it also lowers the storage aspect, which means it's destroying the ability for DNA in there. So it's a different way of looking at it. So when you you know, get on the Truth, Freedom and Health Warrior program, you're gonna understand systems from an engineering perspective. You're gonna understand systems and how you can use it to uh, affect your body. You can also affect systems from a perspective of how you can use it to understand political systems. So go to bashiva.com slash join and do that, okay? Do it for yourself, but we need to build a movement. I'm committed to having 50,000 sort of nuclear physicists of political change. And we're not gonna get there by simply just wishing it or just being passionate. It's got it, you have to sit down and you have to put a little bit of effort and you have to learn this, okay? So let me finish up here. And um, looking at dosaging, everyone's been asking, how much should I take, right? How much should you take, okay? Again, this is not a medical doctor show. You should go to your healthcare professional. But what I do from a system scientist standpoint is um, I'm going to share with you what the science today says, okay? And we congeal that and, and we aggregate that together. This is what the science says. For maintenance dose, around 50 micrograms per day. For skin burns, uh, Montianu says about 4.5% of silver nitrate solution. Antibacterial effects, Medici et al. say about 1% silver sulfadiazine uh, formulation, so cream. Okay, so what you notice is it's very low amounts, okay? 
And that's what we talked about at the beginning. This is not, you have to be careful about dosage, right? Very low dosages. And you notice this is in the silver nitrate aqueous solution. And this is in a cream formula. Again, it's a very, very low dosage. But in summary, let's look at the summary here. First of all, as we discuss, silver has broad antimicrobial action against bacteria, fungi, and viruses. Um, uh, the second thing is um, antimicrobial activity of non-toxic doses, right? So at, at non-toxic doses, right? Microorganisms are likely to develop resistance against silver as compared, uh, are not, are unlikely, I'm sorry, as compared to antibiotics as silver attacks a broad range of targets in the microbes. So I want everyone to focus on this right here. You see, um, very important as we close out here, antibiotics, right? When people take antibiotics, bacteria figure it out and they try to elude it. But with silver, because it attacks so many different aspects um, of, the, of the cellular processes, let's say in the case of bacteria, um, it's very hard um, and it's very unlikely that uh, bacteria can de develop resistance. This, was, this is why silver has been used for thousands of years. First of all, ruptures um, the microbial wall. It prevents entry to the host cell. It inhibits microbial growth by shutting down genomic replication. It breaks down the cellular machinery of the bacteria, of energy production, protein synthesis, and functions. By the way, I'm talking about bacteria, not viruses. Uh, it's induction of cellular toxicity via uh, oxidative stress in the microbe, and it breaks down the cellular communication. But one of the key things the research shows is it can be used in combination with other antiviral and antibacterial drugs to improve efficacy. There you go. All right, everyone, that was our discussion today on colloidal silver and its effects on immune health. The main thing I request of all of you for your own benefit is recognize that we need to understand history as a system. When we look at history, if you look at the gains in public health that we got in the 1900s, it was because of the women's workers movement, a working people's movement, which is a bottoms up movement. And those in power do not want us to organize bottoms up. And that's what this is about. They want us to restrict our political activity to watching TV, hoping Trump will do something or Bernie will do something. Okay. What thinking that Tucker Carlson getting all angry about some issue as though he's fighting for us, left wing or right wing, wherever you want to look at it. And they want the left wing divide. I'll be doing a talk about my analysis of this guy, James O'Keefe. Okay. Uh, you know, yeah, he attacks CNN. Why hasn't he put a wire on and gone after Fox News? You ever think about that? Just think about it. You have the left and the right. They don't go after, they're not very, the only movement right now on the planet that's committed to building up a bottoms up movement, to educating you beyond left and right, and to building community and to activating you is this movement. But for this movement to grow, it's up to you. You need to become a truth, freedom and health warrior. If you don't wanna become one and you wanna do the other thing, great, it's entertainment. Don't get lost in it, it's Maya, it's illusion. Anyway, I wanna welcome uh, everyone on this um, Saturday. I'll be doing another conversation around 2 to 3 p.m. Uh, announcing some important things that we're going to be doing on um, on uh, May Day. May Day's International Workers are going to be talking about that. So anyway, I, I wish everyone a good Saturday. I'll see you at 2 to 3 p.m. Be well. Go become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. Do it for yourselves. Do it for your future. Do it for your families. Thank you, everyone. 
Be well. Have a good night or good evening or good afternoon. Thanks. Bye-bye, everyone on Instagram. Be well. Let's see here. Let me just uh, come back. There we go. Okay. Thanks, everyone. Have a good evening or good afternoon. Thank you. Be well.